episode number 13 of the Runners of Hue podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Odie. Today's guest is Lillian Wanjagi, aka Slow Kenyan Runner on Instagram. Lillian moved to the States from Kenya when she was 17 and didn't get into running until 2014. Now the president of the Katy Area Running Club, she has run 10 marathons, 25 halves, is a two-time Houston Marathon ambassador, and has raced so much over the last seven years that she now has a goal to race less. Lillian is delightful and as positive as she seems on her Instagram where she captures all of her running. I really hope you enjoy our episode. All right, Lillian, thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, We're just going to jump right in. If you could please tell me who you are, what you do, and where in the greater Houston area you live. Well, that's good. Well, thank you so much for having me. I look forward to to talking to you. Um, Lillian Wanjagi, um, although most people know me as slow Kenyan runner, uh, but my name is Lillian, just Lillian's easy to remember. Um, I'm in the Katy area here in Houston, so in the west part of town, as far, far west as you could go. So you go until Grand Parkway ends, so way out there. <laughs> um, I work uh, at a, in academic healthcare, so um, I'm in an administrative role um, at one of the local uh, campuses of the medical center. And so, like you said, your name is Slow Canyon Runner. Is that yeah. where you grew up? Did you grow up in Kenya? <laughs> yes. So I was actually born there and lived there till I was 17. So moved here uh, to go to college. And that's many, many moons ago. I have lived here most of my life, but I was born there. So most people, uh, a lot of people always question why I have Kenyan and they think it's just made up, but I really was born there. Um, I'm a naturalized uh, U.S. citizen, but um, my grandparents lived there. My parents actually moved from here and retired back in Kenya. So yeah, so I was born there. So, <laughs> well, so growing up, Kenya has a very historied running but maybe in a way that people don't think about it. So this is a while back. So to be quite honest, I was actually completely unaware of running until I moved here. <laughs> so people find that a little odd because they, especially runners, right? So they associate elite running as though that's probably something all Kenyans do. Uh, back then, uh, I, I really, I knew of no running events, certainly in school at PE that you would run but I really was not aware of the whole running community, the marathon runners until much later uh, in my adulthood. So that's somewhat of an oxymoron. Um, you know, today I think because of social media, of course, and you know, the internet and so forth, you know, I, you know it's a little different, uh, but the internet wasn't a thing then. So. <laughs> well, so then how did you get into running yourself? Oh, so, um, so I was, um, I'd gone through a life change, so got divorced, kind of allowed myself into some really unhealthy habits. And I looked in the mirror one day and just the person I saw was just completely uh, horrifying because <laughs> I hadn't taken care of myself. And I realized uh, that I really needed to do something. Uh, at that time, I mean, as a single parent, uh, I really needed to find a form of exercise that didn't require childcare. And so I thought running is easy because while she's in ballet class or she's at music or whatever the class may be, 
I can walk, run for 30 minutes. So that was actually my initial commitment. I was going to run for three days a week for 30 minutes. And I did keep that commitment for eight weeks. Um, I decided to run a 5K. I had never run before. I had never been to a race. I didn't even know what people did at races. But uh, after signing up, all I remember thinking is, I don't want to finish last. So I really need to do something. <laughs> so anyway, so I did a Thanksgiving tucky trot. Yay for the biggest running race, you know, day of the year in America. And I was hooked. I loved that there were people cheering. I, I mean, that was exciting. So anyway, so, so that was the start. So that I think was in 2014 that you started yes. running, right? Yes, so, that is correct. Now you told me right before we started that you haven't listened to everything. And generally I say that I stalk all of my um, <laughs> participants on Athlinks and yours is private. Oh, so I, I had to do it. I mean, I, I, I really stalked your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wide open book about my running on Instagram. Definitely are. And I love that everybody needs to follow slow Kenyan runner, but so you started in 2014. Right. And then you race quite a bit, which I, I love. Do. I, I do. used to race that much. And now, I, well, nobody's racing that much right now, but um, right. love the racing. So you started racing. You did your first race. When did you first join a running group? Gosh, I need to remember this. So I joined, uh, so uh, this is kind of a little bit interesting. So I used to live in, so I live in the Katy area now. I used to live in Cyprus. And so, and I like to give, even though I'm president of Katy Area Running Club, I do like to give a shout out to Cypress Running Club because I, that was the first running club that I joined and I was just a stalker. So I observed, I read all the posts, I, uh, I watched all the excitement, but without really ever commenting, not participating, I didn't even have the courage to think that I could actually go and run with other people. Um, but I did really like the energy that I just saw from, you know, people would go on group runs and come and talk about that. And in my mind, I would just say, um, you know, I want to be a part of that. But I was really intimidated uh, that, you know, I, you know, I couldn't imagine trying to keep up with other people at first. Uh, I, I barely wanted to run by myself. <laughs> leave alone. So, so it was a little intimidating, but I did join the club. Uh, and not participate in a single <laughs> running event. So it took me a little while to, you know, to get out of that uh, shell of wondering, you know, how, you know, in, in fact, group run was a foreign term to me. I didn't even imagine what that would look like for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I was aware that I would be slow. So I'm, you know, uh, so anyway, so just all the fears associated with uh, you know, where would I fit in? And I don't want to be embarrassing myself in front of others. So I'll just keep running by myself. Uh, ultimately, I did run my first half marathon with them. And when I moved to Katy, you know, joined uh, uh, the Katy Area Running Club, of which you know, this year I am the president. But uh, running clubs played, to me, a really key role in building community. Uh, I, I love community a lot. Um, and today for me, actually, it's really hard to run by myself. So the pandemic was really, you know, challenging and particularly in the beginning when we had the, you know, the lockdown. So I think of the motivation that you get from being with other people when you're really tired, other people keep you going. Uh, you get inspiration from watching people crush their goals 
or maybe fail at a goal and try again. So I, I really today cannot imagine running without a community of running. So anyways, if you're not in a running club, find one because they're all great and they all have a great sense of uh, building each other up and, and, and encouraging it, uh, each other, particularly in a sport that is about individual performance, right? So, you know, so running is so individual, but I think aspiring to your goals with others, uh, it's, it just makes it so much more fun. And I think there's something to be said with suffering with other people, right? So, <laughs> so. absolutely. You, um, so you went basically from couch to 5k. I then, did. And then you, joined, then you joined the running group. Yes. And then you decided to run. What made you want to go for a half marathon from a 5K? So actually, I first I signed up for it. So immediately, actually, I finished the 5K. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, that was easy. I could do this. <laughs> Let me do. So I signed up. This is actually a funny story. I signed up to do the Bluebell 10K. Okay. And I was so naive. I had no idea what elevation meant for a course. <laughs> so, so Bluebell is a little hilly. <laughs> So I realized anyway, so I've learned a lot since then. So, <laughs> but as a newbie, I had no idea how hard <laughs> it just seemed I could do three, I could do six, <laughs> but it was a tough, <laughs> it was a tough six. Anyway, so I did do Bluebell and I decided that I was going to run uh, the Aramco half, which is one of my absolute favorite half marathons. So I started training for that. Um, but in the middle of that, of course, you know, the Aramco half is in January, the Cypress half, everybody was signing up to run the Cypress half. And I lived in Cyprus at that time. So I just decided, you know what, I think I'm ready. I'm going to do this. And so I did. Uh, so anyway, so I, my intended first half marathon was supposed to be Aramco, but I did end up doing the Cypress half before that. And the half actually is my favorite distance. It's, it's challenging enough to keep you on your toes and to keep you training, uh, but not as tough as, you know, from a time perspective as training, uh, you know, for a marathon. So I love that distance. So, Well, so how was your first half marathon? It was great. Um, so, you know, I, so I would say, considering where I started from, I do have a picture and, um, and I'll say maybe before I even talk about that, I, what I like to share the most about running with other people is how average I am and even below average. And by that, I just mean that I'm not an elite runner. I'm not a size two runner. Um, I'm not petite. I'm not athletic at all. And so for me, I think that's really important to really, because um, I struggled with that in, in trying to see maybe people who were just average, right? I mean, there are people who are like excellent runners and that's really great. But I think being able to see others, you know, people who need fitness the most, right? I needed it. I wasn't in good shape to be able to see, you know, people who are just normal and average, normal moms and dads uh, who have to adult, who have a lot of responsibilities and maybe need, uh, uh, you know, to work on, you know, on that self-care. So anyway, so for me, that's super important. So I would say from that lens, I mean, I, it's, it wasn't a great time, but it wasn't a bad time. So I consider crossing any finish line, no matter how, how long it takes to just be um, a great achievement. So I was super proud of running 13 miles. Um, I hadn't done it before. Um, I think my time was in the 230s. I can't remember now. 
but um, so anyway, so not bad. I mean, not a great time, but um, anyway, but I just loved the idea of conquering, you know, that goal. To me, 13 miles gets you, you know, sometimes you get to a point, it's hard and you have to keep pushing yourself. So I like the idea of just pushing yourself a little bit further, uh, you know, that you could go. And so anyway, so for me, uh, you know, so and, and since then, my goal, of course, is, you know, to get better. I do want to have better times. Um, but anyway, so. <laughs> well, right. But I love your view on that because anybody who runs is a runner and that stigma of slow runners don't count. I personally think yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. And, um, but you're right. Everybody who runs is a runner and yeah. slow, fast in the middle. I'm very average myself. I'm yeah. definitely not elite, nowhere near it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I broke two hours in a half marathon until, I think it was 2011 and I'd been running halves for like seven years at that point. Yeah. Um, so I've done it once. This in a minute, but I know that you've done it and yeah. go you, but so, so you keep going, you've done Cyprus. So what, when is, I don't actually know when that race is. When is Cyprus? November. It's November. Okay. So then you, you run Cyprus in November right. and you come back and run Aramco in January. And then Aramco. Aramco was Aha. Uh-huh. I mean, it was amazing, of course, right? It's a huge race. Uh, so I, I think I think what I've learned about myself, uh, starting from that Aramco, is the role that spectators play in racing. And I think that's why I race a lot. I am very motivated by the atmosphere around racing. Um, and for me, that's a great motivator. I enjoy that a lot. I enjoy the expo. I enjoy... Uh, I typically don't run with music, but on race day itself, I love looking at everything around me. I high five all the kids. I hit all the signs. So for me, race day is really about that because you never get that any other time. Your training runs, you're all by yourself. You can listen to all the music that you want. But to be able to just interact with people who you know, left their homes and they're sitting in the highway, sometimes freezing. So for me, I consider that special and something that can't be uh, replicated anywhere. So Houston in particular, I think is special because, uh, you know, just the turnout. I mean, it, it, it's amazing, uh, you know, on the whole course. So I'd never been to a race that big, you know, starting in GRB. I mean, everything about Houston is, you know, amazing. So loved, you know, that was just a whole different, you know, experience. And, of, and I've done, uh, I've participated in the half or a full uh, marathon weekend for Houston ever since then. And I couldn't imagine missing that so it's a great uh great weekend for our city and i'm so glad that we live in a city that has such a great race so same i've never actually gotten to experience the participant side of the race yeah um you know the first five or six years i was here i was working there yeah. um and then it just hasn't worked out since but hopefully in 2020 years coming up. Years yeah i know 2022 uh i think is maybe finally my year um <laughs> so but you've done so You've done those races every, every year since. Right. You also travel for races. I do. So I do. You've, and you've done some pretty big ones. It looks like the first major race that I could tell that you traveled for was Marine Corps. Yes. So Marine Corps was my first full marathon. Okay. Um, amazing experience. I mean, it's on a whole different scale. So it, it's, very, it's a very patriotic race. Um, you know, so of course, you know, it's put on by the Marines. So that's just its own <laughs> experience. Um, it was really neat, though. Um, 
that particular race, I had an experience that, and, and I, I, I think it was by flukes, but I'm so, I'm so honored that I got to be able to see that. So, you know, flew from Houston to Washington, D.C. Southwest, and I can't remember the name of the organization, but they fly veterans of all the, four, of all the wars to Washington, D.C. to go look at all the memorials for the wars that we're in. So I happen to be, they're called on a flight. So the flight that I was on to go to Washington, D.C. was half all of these veterans. It was, I mean, it was like, a, it, I cried like the whole way there because it was really neat. I you know, walked up and talked to some of them and thanked them for their service. Um, they did, I forget what you call that salute, but they have fire trucks on the runway and they do the water salutes on that flight. So going and coming back, it was a really special. So that's how I started that weekend. Um, so it was, you know, and I got to share it with friends. So uh, part of traveling, one of the talents I claim to have is I do convince people to go to races with me. <laughs> Cause of course it's not fun if you go by yourself, right? So, <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, so that's part of those shared experiences with others. So the race is part of it, the friendships, you know, celebrating the milestones, sometimes the defeats, right? Because it can be hard. Um, so it was my first race and it was my first marathon, sorry. And I was really scared because everybody just talked about how hard, you know, the marathon is. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm a somewhat inside the box person. So I did my training, followed it completely because I was super scared. And my big fear was not finishing so I'm like, I can't tell everybody I'm running the Marine Corps and come back with a big DNF. So I'm like, I have to finish no matter how hard, uh, you know, this is. So, so that was my big fear. I'm like, I just need to finish. Um, it ended up being a really, it's the only marathon I'm going to say that I really loved. It wasn't, and maybe because I didn't have another experience to base it off of. So it was relatively easy for me from the sense of, you know, I, maybe I had no expectations other than finishing. So I loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was, it was different having the Marines everywhere. Um, it was, you know, so it was great. So it was my first one, um, super slow, but I finished. And so that was my goal there. I did do it again the next year. I, and so anyway, but I didn't have a really great experience the second year. It was 80 degrees, super hot. And I, anyway, if you follow my Instagram, I, I, tend to whine a lot about the heat. <laughs> and I live in Texas. So anyway, biggest oxymoron, but I, I prefer to race when it's 40 or below. So for me running past 70, so it was like 80 going 90, you start late in the day. So anyway, so it was probably my least favorite, the running experience. So anyway, so, so I've done that one twice. Um, I've done Chicago. Uh, in the rain, but I, I would, I'd pick the rain over uh, hot. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so since then, uh, the marathon distance has been a little, I've met all my other goals pertaining to other distances. So my 5k, 10k half, I haven't really performed how, at what I think would be an optimum for me, like my best race yet. Um, and I've kind of struggled with that distance, to be quite honest. So I, I'm in a phase where today I only do the marathons for uh, just for out of town races and to travel, you know, for the traveling big races that are all about the experience, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but we'll see, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens down the road. <laughs> well, you mentioned Chicago. You've yes. also done Berlin. 
I did. I am a Berlin legend. Did it? It was the last big race before the shutdown. It was uh, fall of 2019. So, and then I saw. So you were registered for New York in 2020. Yes. So now you're registered for 2021. Well, they're going to. Not works. Or so how did they do everybody it? just got deferred they will tell us what year you get to run it so there's a three-year oh. window so at some point it will either be 21 22 or 23 so they haven't said anything yet so so i have no idea when i'll get to run that <laughs> oh i did not must not have read all the details on that i remember the three options i didn't know so you, you just pick they pick, pick you can pick to cancel or you could pick to defer and you chose your preference. So you could okay. say, this is my first, second, and third, uh-huh. but they haven't confirmed which one of those you get to do. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope you get your choice. Would your I, choice yeah. be 2021 or did you? My choice would be 2021 because I wanted to do it last year because it was their 50th. So mm-hmm. since it was canceled, this year will be the 50th. But I suppose all the people that are running it want to do the 50th. So, <laughs> so. Well, I'm just thinking out loud, um, you know, for races like that, they did do a virtual 2020. Right. And so because of the year they were established, now 2021 might just be their 51st race. I don't think they counted the virtual as the, their 50, which is interesting because Boston counted their virtual as the 124th. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but New York did not. So right. but like Houston, they're not counting, Correct. they are counting 2020 as their virtual because now the or, right. sorry, yes. 21 was their virtual and then 2022 will be their 50th. Correct. So anyway, so yeah, so interesting. I mean, you know, all kinds of issues, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is easy about this last right. are we on 13 months at this point. Right. Um, well, so the last two years you were a Houston Marathon ambassador. Yes. Now it was it was for the half though, right? Yes. So I so anyway, so all the things that you learn going along the way. So when I first started, I did the half because I was a newbie runner, didn't think I could do the marathon. So then the next year I'm like, I'm all in. So I went for the marathon. And then I decided, oh, I like being done earlier than my friend. So the next year I went to that. So I was alternating. And then somewhere down the road, I realized I'll never get legacy if I keep switching. I would have to go 20 years, <laughs> right? Because you need 10 of, e- of each one. Right. So, um, so, I just, so I decided to keep it at the half. So I have two fools. Is it three halves of why I can't four? Well, actually, no, I have three fulls because I did do the virtual. So this virtual, I did all three distances. So I did the half, I did the triple challenge. So ran all three distances. So I have three fulls and four halves or five halves. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> I think you have three halves. 2016, 2018, oh, 2020 and then 2021. So four. Yes. So what was the the three races like? Did you do like on two separate weekends? Yes. So, yes. So I did. Originally, I was going to do the the half first, then do a 5K because, you know, they give you 10 days to Mm -hmm. finish. Right. So so it was and that's why I took the challenge. I'm like, you will never be able to run all three ever. Right. So but having 10 days to do all three distances. So I was going to do the half, then somewhere in the middle of the week, do the 5k for just a recovery and then end with the full. 
Um, but our running club decided to organize a socially distant uh, event for the second weekend. And so with just my involvement, I didn't think that I could manage to run a full and kind of just help things, you know, for everybody else. So I flip-flopped. So I started with the ha- with a full, then did a 5K in the middle of the week, and then did a half. So I did, I think, in seven days or eight days. Uh, so, But I have done Dopey, Disney's Dopey, okay. which is 48 miles in four days. So you do a 5K and then a 10K and then a half and a full marathon back to back to back. So I had that experience too, uh, to kind of think about. So in that regard, the three was much easier because <laughs> I didn't have the 10K and it wasn't it wasn't back to back to back. For the Disney Dopey, you do them uh so you start on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, and you end with the four. So, but you go up in distance the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Tell me how that weekend went for you. <laughs> Actually. So this is, um, I've kind of maybe grown in the, so this is the part of my racing that it started becoming a goal to race less because the weekend that I did dopey, um, I also ran the Kingwood marathon like two weeks before that. Oh my. Anyway, so I was a little crazy. Um, but anyway, so my goal since then, um, my goal is always to race less, but it's it's really hard not to because most of these races, after you race, they always send you the nice little discounts if you do it on the day of the race. And of course, you don't know what you're going to be doing a year from then, but you'd better do it then because it's better when it's 40 bucks than when it's 70. <laughs> so anyway, they know all the tricks of the trade to get you to sign up. <laughs> I got an email today from the the Houston half, the October race. That was like, yeah. today's the last day for the early bird registration. Sign up now. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I think October might be okay. All right. I'll sign up. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. We'll see. I'll see you there. I'm signed up. <laughs> I am not yet, but, and I wasn't going to say it out loud, but now it's on my podcast. So I'm probably going to run that race in October. <laughs> Um, jumping back a hot minute, we were talking about traveling. So now you travel and that's, I mean, that is how a lot of people do it. When I would travel for a race, like that was a vacation, right? Hopefully the race is at the end or the beginning, depending on how you want to enjoy your time there. But so you've done Chicago and Berlin, you're signed up at some point in the near future for New York. Are you right. trying to hit all of the world marathon majors or is that? Not- I am actually, I have, a, I have London in October. I have an in-person place for London this oh, October, dude. 2021. Um, so I'm unclear whether that, you know, I have everything it's all paid for hotel. The only thing I don't have is my plane ticket. Cause I'm not sure whether, you know, it will still make, you know, or not. So I would like to be able to, to do all six. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it's realistic for me. Uh, I actually told somebody today, even at my current uh, pace, I wouldn't qualify for Boston as a 70 year old. <laughs> so I have no chances of ever running Boston. <laughs> so, you know, so that's, you know, so that's one of the six, so that, you know, so unless some sponsor person was like, hey, hey would you like to run? But anyway, outside of that, uh, I really would like uh, for an opportunity to run them. I think, you know, it's, it's a, I think it's a great experience. I like to travel um, and I think, experiencing travel from a running perspective, you know, meeting other runners, you know, you already have a lot in common and just learning about, you know, different people and different, you know, different culture. So, um, I, for me, I got stuck one time, not stuck, but like 
I loved the experience so much. I kept going back to this race in San Francisco yeah. in the fall and it was great. But then you're going to the same place. I mean, the race was amazing, but right. so, um, we'll start. I try to travel to different places, even though it's hard when you go. So I like, I learned that about the Marine Corps. I love the Marine Corps so much. I did it the first time. Great experience. I shouldn't really have tried to do it a second time. Right? So the idea of, I think just seeing, you know, most of these marathons in large cities, you know, they shut down the city for the race. Mm -hmm. So you have such a great vantage point. Uh, that you would never have even as a tourist, right? So anyway, so I think that that's a great opportunity to see a city on foot running and enjoying, you know, the crowds. Berlin, was that when Berlin, and it also rained the whole time. <laughs> so maybe I take rain with me. Um, so, but it was still great. I mean, you know, to be able to, see, you know, Berlin's an old, old, you know, town. So to be able to see it from that vantage point. And, and since I'm slow, I'm on, you know, I get my money's worth on the course. I'm there a really long time. So I get to enjoy all the sites along the way. You know, it's, you know, it's great. I'm actually, I take a lot of pictures. So it's probably annoying to some people, but I, I, for me, it's all about, I, I like the experience. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> well, I wish I took more photos. I don't take enough. Yeah. Um, well, so the race in Berlin, did that finish in the stadium, the Olympic stadium? I saw a picture of you at that stadium. So. No, so that was so they do a 5k the day before oh, okay. the race so it finishes at the olympic stadium which is incredible uh so you know the side of the original uh you know mm -hmm. they rebuilt it from the original uh olympics it does finish at Bergberg gate uh mm -hmm. you know so and you get to go through that and for me, the time I finished, actually, they want that it wasn't as crowd. I mean, it's, it's not that big, given that these races are really big and they have a lot of people. So anyway, so even looking when I look back at those pictures, I'm like, you know, this is a historical, you know, play, you know, place. And we got to have that exclusively, you know, for us for a few minutes, you know, to finish, you know, such an iconic, you know, race. So, so I think that that's special and that's a valuable, uh, meaningful, um, you know, experience. So. So outside of the majors, um, are there any other big marathons? What other races are on your bucket list that you would want to travel to? So, uh, so I want to do Sacramento. So CIM. Um, I, I've done Oklahoma, Oklahoma Memo City uh, Memorial Marathon. So I've done that once. I did the half. Uh, so um, I've done New Orleans. So um, I think for me, it's centered around maybe places I haven't been. And, and then sharing that experience with others. Mm -hmm. So it's really around how can I cajole all my friends and where can we find agreement <laughs> to go next <laughs> together and, and share that. Uh, so, um, so I think the six are my top. And I, I think I have an interest in like other international marathons. Like I would, I would love to run Copenhagen, even though it's not a big uh, you know, one of the six. Mm -hmm. um, so the others, I think maybe outside of, uh, international ones that are not a part of the six that would just be interesting to go visit um you know those places i've also heard the athens marathon is beautiful yeah 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 um well and so you did i saw you did the virtual london this year i did do that the virtual london. a space in the fall or totally yes it was this was it the, it was this october so october 2020 yes so again, you know, the chances of saying that you've done a world's major virtually, I mean, those are rare, right? And, we'll, you know, 
a few years from now, post pandemic, we're going to be going, oh my gosh, remember when you could get a medal for London without going to London? So, you know, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that just reminded me, I just saw that virtual Boston is open right now. Yes. So yeah, so it's the, it's like a weekend before London and I have London, so we'll see. But what's interesting about the London virtual is, you know, because it's a spring marathon. So it was one of the first majors to cancel. Mm -hmm. So the medals for the virtual were from the actual race. What was intended? So they actually still had April date. Okay. Anyway, so I thought that that was interesting um, because, you know, there's this whole discussion about virtual races should, you know, are not real. So you shouldn't really get the real medal (laughs) anyway. (laughs) I I understand ish the conversation however i think anybody who runs any marathon deserves right. a medal um and for london quite frankly they'd already spent the money right that's what they had to give out i mean now with boston planning right. their virtual race they're going to do two different medals one for their right. in-person and one for their virtual and i get that right absolutely and there are also people out there who's saying the people who are running the virtual shouldn't get a medal and why don't they have to time qualify right no 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 virtual race anybody can run you can time qualify yeah. to get in person right i think that's where you know you think about it as an individual sport so to each person there are people i mean i'll never qualify for boston no matter how hard i work no matter how much i would want to so you know so if a person's goal is to be able to do it virtually we should all support that and it's great and it's their personal mm-hmm. accomplishment and their accomplishment doesn't take away from a person who works just as hard to qualify for Boston. Both of those are equally worthy of acknowledgement, celebrating, and uh, and there's no need to really disparage any person <laughs> for whatever their reason of running is. So, <laughs> I've I've yet to ever run a full marathon. Um, I just entered a new age group, and I was like, "Oh, let me see what Boston is for my <laughs> new age group," and it's a three forty. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, so I saw, so you're, you're with your, now the president of the Katy area running club. Yes. Um, but I also saw that. So you train with hard loop or hard loop is yes. your coach. So does yes. Katie use hard loop or do you? No. That- so right, hard loop is my personal coach. Okay. So, you know, coach Callum Neff, mm-hmm. right. So anyway, so yeah. So no, he's helping me not be as slow. <laughs> as I could be. <laughs> well, I saw in my Instagram stalking um, yes. that you set PRs, three PRs in three different distances. Well, th- yes. Last year. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, well, the last open year of running. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no. So last year was a great year for me, really. Uh, so um, I've coached with him on and off for a little while, but last year was the first year I, I did absolutely everything he told me to do. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to listen to your coach, right? And you want to do your own thing. But last year I was very intentional about, you know, I mean, you know, he's a great runner, great person, great coach. So I'm like, I need to be able to, you know, to, you know, to anyway. So I followed the program exactly as he, you know, designed it. So I had a great uh, racing year, really. Um, And so I was happy, you know, with the results. So I appeared across every distance, met every goal that I had for the 5K, 10K, um, and ultimately, you know, the half. So, so I need to get back there again. Virtual racing. I mean, even though I've done a little bit of it this year, um, it's not really something I enjoy. Uh, you know, I've, you know, I talked about how much I really enjoy the f- 
you know, in person, race, energy, and people. So for me, the virtual was really just a substitute to not, you know, to be able to have a goal for something. Because mm-hmm. the opposite of that is, I, 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 for me, I can't run without a goal. And races provide the goal for me to keep getting up early and running. So anyway, so the virtual was more uh, a necessity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, so certainly, anyway, anyway so, so oh. uh, yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. I, um, I did, I think I did one virtual race over the summer and it was a half and it was fine. One person ran with me and it was, well, it was summer in Houston. So, <laughs> I mean, you know how much fun that is, yeah. but it's the crowd you're like race day is right. different than I'm just going to go run a virtual race. Right. And it's the energy. I think right. a lot of times that will propel you to run well in the crowds obviously you know people in front of you people behind you and um i did just talk to somebody was he last week last week's guest was daniel Barron, um who i love he's really fast and he his virtual race he ran a pr in a marathon i was like oh i'm good for you yeah wow yeah i did pr the uh houston virtual the full i'm doing the three races this year so wow and you're my Yes. So I, I did. And I did follow coach's plan for that. So I was so so and, and I do think that had I run that race in person, it would have even been much, much you know better. So anyway, so uh, my goal anyway, I've, I've wanted to go under five for a long time. And so I did go under barely. But <laughs> um, but anyway, so so I was happy with that for a virtual because for me, a virtual is really no different than um my normal runs that I run in the neighborhood, you know, so, and it's hard to, for, you know, you have to cross street. It's, it's different. A race is different, you know, that you don't have traffic, right. To, to worry about anyway, a lot of those things. And then you have people cheering you. I mean, you know, so yeah, so it's just a little bit different. So. <laughs> just a dad. So you said that um, Marine Corps was your favorite marathon running experience. I think because it was the first, it was mem- it was memorable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, th- taking everything into account, the crowd, the exp- like the pre-race, post-race, and all of that, what would you? Is it still Marine Corps, or what would you think is your favorite? Gosh, so I would not say everything included Marine Corps. So Marine Marine Corps, I think it's the sentimental value of it being my first mm-hmm. so so I think and so the actually the when I went to so I, I'd been to the Houston Expo so in my mind I thought this is in Washington DC anyway I, I expected the expo to be special okay. and when I went there it was such a disappointment I mean nothing like Houston so mm-hmm. Houston set the bar really really high and to be quite honest I, I, I don't know that I've been to another expo that I think is as well done uh, as Houston, even in all of these, you know, different races. Um, so, so I think I could pinpoint um, different elements about all these big races that I've done that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I think, would say for the total experience, I think I would still pick Houston. And the reason I would pick Houston is even like, like I think starting a GRB is like super special. I, you know, there's not many, like Chicago was raining and we are out in the rain, mm-hmm. and, you know. So, so I, that in of itself, I think is a big 
way to, it, it provides a way, I think, to calm the nerves. And um, so anyway, so I think the total experience, I would still pick Houston. Um, I would say the other races, what's special about them is not, not necessarily uniqueness about the running and the racing itself. So, you know, like Berlin, you know, it's a historic city. So that has nothing to do with the race. It's still a well done race, you know, good expo, but what's special about it is the location. Um, so Chicago, you know, crowds are amazing, nice flat course, uh, you know, but anyway, so, so I, I would say the total experience, I really honestly would pick uh, you know, Houston. And I, I actually, so I live in the burbs, but I do stay downtown for Houston always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like that the crowd, I just like everything, uh, you know, about the whole weekend and being a part of, you know, marathon weekend. So, and not just because I'm an, I'm, I'm an ambassador. <laughs> so I think they just opened their ambassadors program up again for applications right or it is opening tomorrow so for anybody who is interested uh, there's just a short little application so um, if you want to be an advocate for running in your community that's a great way to do it that really was a great experience for me uh this year was a little bit different because of course we couldn't meet uh but uh but it was it's still a great way to meet people um in the running community so it really broadened my community um you know from just the people that I run with to the greater uh, running Houston community. So, so that's great. So. All right. We're in the home stretch. This is my fun question section. Yeah. Um, where is your favorite place to run in Houston? Oh my gosh. Um, I love my community where I live. I picked it based. So while I was buying a house, I wanted to see the running trails. So we have more than like, 30 to 40 miles of trails in my community. So that's, and it, it's, it's, it's very well uh, landscaped. They've kept the natural uh, trees and all, the old, uh, they've kept the foliage based on what is natural to the area. So it's a little different than your super manicured communities. So I kind of like, it's very natural looking. In fact, I think that's one of the, uh, uh, statements is natural. So anyway, so I do like running in my community. Uh, I do like running, uh, you know, so the Houston uh, parks are doing actually right now a little uh, parks for you. I think it's the name of the uh, month long emphasis to help people discover new places to run. Mm-hmm. So I volunteered to do one of those and I ran in a little, it's called Keith Weiss, Weiss Park. So it's out of the north part of town. And I was, I've been amazed actually at looking at the Houston park system and how incredible it is and how many locations of parks, uh, you know, we have. So this little park, like you went up to it. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And as soon as we got into the park, it was so beautiful. This tall wooded trees, you could run on trails, you could run on, uh, you know, pavement. So I, I do like exploring because sometimes I get tired of running in the same places, you know, over and over and over again. Um, and I think we are so lucky to live in a city that has lots of places to run. And of course, I like Memorial. I ran in Memorial one day this week. Um, I was doing something on the, you know, the three mile loop. Um, and I think because of running in my neighborhood and not seeing a lot of runners, it's like almost wow, like all, the, you know, the number of people that run at Memorial Park. Uh, you, know, so, you know, so that's great. It's encouraging. It's motivating. Uh, you know, so, you know, so we have lots and lots and lots of, uh, you know, places. George Bush Park is close here. Um, it's, 
it's a little bit of a straight line and I'm not a big like out and back person, but, <laughs> but it's beautiful. So. I think 90% of my runs are out and back because I, I structure it so that like, I have to go out this far and then you have to run back. Yeah. I avoid out and backs at all costs. So I will anyway, so <laughs> I need to see something different on my return trip. I don't want to imagine how far back I have by looking at the same things on the way back. On occasion, I do, but I avoid it <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> um, if you could run with anyone, alive yeah. or dead, for any distance, who would it be and how far would you go? Oh, gosh. So maybe my half marathon. Mm -hmm. Um I have a great appreciation for, I've learned a lot about who are not able-bodied and that's a community that as I learned, like I volunteered uh, for TIR with Catapult last year for TIR. And so for me, when I see people who have challenges, physical challenges that like, I don't have, but the energy, the courage, the boldness, the strength, mental to be able to say, I'm going to run this distance. That's really inspiring to me. You know, Rick Hoyt passed away, you know, recently. So when I think about people who overcome such great physical challenges and even mental, uh, like for me, people like that are my heroes because it, they're extraordinary in their capacity to push through. So for me, I think about that. We have a little 5K that we sponsor our running club and uh, the benefits go to Ainsley's Angels mm -hmm. and Ainsley's Angels helps provide a run experience for people in wheelchairs and particularly adults who, you know, like, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to push children in wheelchairs, but an adult who is not able to run themselves to become their feet. So, so that's special to me. And I, when I think of athletes with special needs. So, so maybe for me, you know, that's, that, that's who I think of that they, it's, it's a special, uh, you know, experience. And to see that, you know, in person, I watched Chris race the Ironman, who was the first uh, autistic athlete uh, to finish an Ironman, you know, that, that's incredible. So anyway, so for me, I am inspired by people who, uh, who overcome great challenges. Certainly there's lots of great athletes too. Um, but those, anyway, those kind of people represent, I think, inspiring, incredible, you know, I'm like, I want to soak up all that greatness because they are, you know, so. I love that. You should definitely try and I'm sure we can make that happen. <laughs> um, so we've talked about your, your best, your favorite race or fish, yeah. the Marine Corps. Um, but thinking back from when you started running until now, right. um, races, training, whatever, what was your best running experience? So do you mean at a race or just in general? It can be either. If, if you had this amazing training run where you like the first time you hit that runner's high or yeah. first time you ran, were able to complete five miles or, or something like that. So I actually remember the first time I ran with someone. So remember I talked about my fear of being able to keep up. So it was while I, so the whole time I trained for my first 5k, I ran by myself. Uh, so when I was training for my little hilly uh, bluebell run, 
um, I went to Lifetime and, and Lifetime had this little club and this lady who was a seasoned athlete decided she was going to run with me. And though I didn't tell her in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really want you to run with me. <laughs> but anyway, but what I remember, so, cause I thought, you know, I don't run as fast as you, you're like a seasoned athlete. I'm just trying to make it by. And I do remember we ran four miles that day. And my big fear was that I could not run that like at her pace and continuously. Uh, anyway, and, and I did, we did. And I ran the whole time, even though my head was just some of those messages and stories we tell ourselves. But I remember when I was done, I'm like, I could do this. And for me, that was actually what helped me be open, you know, to the idea of running with others. So, so that's a memorable, uh, you know, opportunity. And since then, I do think about that when other people are new to running with our group, you know, running alongside someone, encouraging them. Because sometimes it's hard to, you know, to anyway, to, to uh, you know, to do that. So for me, running with other people and the the energy you get from that, whether it's to go further. So maybe I was only planning to go, you know, maybe I wanted to turn back, but because I'm running with someone that extra push, well, I'm not going to let them down. I have to finish. So. I, I enjoy that the most. And that's what I enjoy about running, you know, with others, which, you know, so, and, and I'll share maybe the Woodlands uh, half last year was my half PR. So my goal was to go under five, I mean, under two. So I shared this with my friend and asked her to run with me. So thanks, Liliana. Uh, so she was a great running friend. She's a lot faster than me, which is of course why I asked. And so what was great about that is as I got closer to like the, so that I had to go like a 909 pace for 30 you know, miles, which for me, that's, that's fast, but uh, you know, actually below a 909, right? So as we got to the 10 mile mark and 11, I was getting really tired, uh, but she would not let me, you know, cause I kept on saying, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but she wouldn't let me uh, slow down or walk, even though that's what I really wanted to. So for me, that's, Anyway, so that's special to me and that represents what running is all about, that extra push and encouragement, so. Thinking about that, yes. um, you know, you, you've been running for roughly seven years now. So what would you say to somebody listening who either has never run before right. or has taken a break for a while, wants to get back into it? So just starting from where you are, it, you know, if, you know, I, a run is a run, even a run walk is a run. Um, I, I do like to, I, I do, I, and the reason I like Instagram in particular to share is because I think if you have been away for a while or you haven't, you tell your stories about how terrible you are or that nobody else is doing that, but the reality is lots of people are. And so, and there's comfort in knowing you're not alone. So you're not alone in starting over. You're not alone in not ever having taken, you know, another step. Um, my first, um, I used to be very body conscious and I still am. And it's, it's even surprised to me that I, I do post pictures of myself on almost every post, but I do it so that people could see, you know what, I'm not a fashion model looking like person, but I'm still running. Uh, I couldn't actually even wear a singlet. That's how self-conscious, you know, I was. So when I started running, um, I couldn't actually even go 200 meters. I needed to like walk because I was very 
you know, out of shape. So, so I think for me, there is, you know, there, so that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I have my Instagram is to encourage normal everyday people so that nobody feels like you're the only one. Lots of, all of us started, you know, somewhere. There are people who are, of course, more talented, more athletic, um, but there's a whole lot more average. That's what average means, right? It's, that's where there's a lot of people, right? So a lot of us have had to start from so far and, you know, and every step, uh, you know, uh, you know, progress, you know, you make progress, you know, um, every day. At the time that I started running, three miles felt like a marathon to me. I mean, I couldn't imagine running a mile, you know, without stopping, you know, now the idea, now I always say that I wouldn't change clothes if I'm running an hour, like it's not worth it, you know? So anyway, so, so I would say that, you know, that all of us have started from somewhere and there are lots of people, um, whether it's on Instagram, the Instagram, the Houston running community has all kinds of, uh, you know, running clubs. So I, so, you know, we have a lot of running clubs in the area. So I think those are good places to connect. Our running club has a walkers club. So if that's where you need to start, uh, one of our pace groups is for, if you just need to be able to walk um, and to get started. So anyway, so we all have a starting place and no matter where that is, uh, a step is better than, you know, not taking, you know, any at all. And when you take a step today and two tomorrow, it all, you know, builds up. So. Love it. And final question. Yes. Um, you started as a way to get into shape. Yes. Why do you keep running? Oh, so many reasons. So still to keep shape. Oh my goodness. I like to eat. So, <laughs> so, so I need to be able to balance. I love sweets and I love, uh, I love my carbs. Oh my gosh. So I still need to run for that. Uh, I, I enjoy the community. Uh, so, you know, just the running community and the friendships you make from running. Uh, I think there's a lot about running that resembles life, the highs, the lows, uh, meeting your goals, not meeting your goals. Uh, mental health, uh, you know, I, even though I do like running with others, uh, on occasion, I do like running by myself because it gives me time to, I'm an early, early morning runner. So I do like being able to clear my head and just think about whether it's my day or my goals or things, you know, that I, you know, that I just need to uh, maybe even forget about those things and think about what I'm seeing. So, so for mental, you know, for mental health, uh, I like the idea of crashing goals. So giving me something to work towards um, and, um, and, and having an outlet other than just work and, you know, and adult responsibilities, I, you know, it's, you know, it's fun. So. All right. Well, I agree with all of those and I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Uh, it was great getting to hear your story and I hope you find out soon where you get to go for New York or when. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed uh, talking to you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Lillian. All right. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Runners of Hugh. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.